This is a podcast by people with different abilities. Here I am. 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 Hello. My my name is Maria Aite and and I wrote a story of Molly the Farm Fairy and Henriette based on a real life of how I've been going through. Divorce, being, abu- being bullied, being abused, being raped, being neglected, and being mistreated. But I... But now I've got a job, I've got a better friends, and I got better life. This is my story, Henriette Meets Molly, by Mary Aite and Rachel McDonald. Miss Swanson, what are you reading? Mr. Graham's inquisitive tone crashed over Henriette like ice water. Henriette jumped, causing her math book and the novel she was reading to tumble to the floor. The students sitting around her snickered as the books fell. (laughs) Fifty what? Is that a medical curriculum? Mr. Graham directed his question to Marnia, the teaching assistant who always accompanied Henriette to mainstream classrooms. Mr. Graham, that book is about sex. A girl said, pointing an accusing finger at the public library book on the floor. Really? Are you sure? I'll check it out for you. A chorus of voices vied to be heard as quickly as the bodies lunged toward the book. The voices swirled around Henriette so quickly she couldn't tell who was speaking until the last comment. She recognized Juan's voice because she had heard him in a special education resource room working with a reading specialist. You can't read, Henriette said calmly, pointing to Juan. You can't add help. You can't barely count. Juan tossed the book over Henriette's desk. Henriette swung her arm upward and grabbed the book. She was not aware she had connected with Mr. Graham until she heard him grunt, and the whole classroom erupted in laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Graham's unique hushing sound unfortunately collided with other sounds and twisted into Henriette's ear like a worm. (laughs) 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 The classroom became unnaturally quiet for one millisecond. Then laughter, hushed, hushing sounds, and groans ricocheted off the wall, attacking Henriette's ears. Henriette yelled louder and banging her head on the top of her desk. That's enough, Mr. Graham said. Already? Go with, um, your aid. Her name is Marty. You can't keep forgetting that, said Juan, the boy who had thrown the book. He shot a concerned look at Henriette. 
Thank you, John. No, though, you stay in your seat. Mr. Graham said. I'm Luke, Mr. Graham. I know remembering everyone's name is difficult, but for a substitute teacher the first few weeks, I am happy to help Henrietta. I understand her. Luke said smoothly and smiled innocently at the substitute teacher. She's not going to be in one of your brother's porno videos, whispered Juan. It's called art, cowboy. Luke smirked, but didn't sit down until Marnia placed herself between Henriette and him. It's okay, Marnia said. I've got this. Mr. Graham nodded curtly and then commented, Math people, today we are talking about multiplying and dividing fractions. Take out a sheet of paper for a three-minute comprehension drill. Through the cacophony of groans, jeers, and Mr. Graham's voice ordered everyone's attention back to their textbooks. Marnia's soft voice directed Henriette. It's okay, Henriette. Follow the standard operating procedure. Book in backpack. Backpack on shoulder. Look at my shoulder. Hold my arm. Follow me. I'm sorry, Henriette said. She didn't know what had happened, but she always felt like everything was her fault. Usually people's voices got quieter when she said, I'm sorry. The quietness helped her control her arms so that they don't swing out and hit anyone. Marnia closed the door behind them. When they got into the hallway, Henriette could still hear Mr. Graham's voice. Oh, no. Henriette moaned. Am I in trouble again? Out in the hallway, Marnia held up a card with a picture of a cloud blowing a puff of wind. Marnia held up three fingers. Fingers. Henriette took three deep breaths. Next, Marnia fanned out a handful of cards and held them toward Henriette. Henriette picked an overhead arm stretch picture and both Marnia and Henriette did the stretch in continued silence. Mr. Graham stepped out of his classroom into the hallway. I'm sorry, Henriette said. I know. Mr. Graham nodded. Am I in trouble? Henriette asked. It's not conversation time yet, Marnia said as she directed Henriette's attention back to the cards. Marnia held up a deep breath card, modeled a slow deep breath, and both Henriette and Mr. Graham followed her. Now it's conversation time, Marnia said. I'm sorry, Henriette said again. I understand you're sorry, but I don't know how we can do it differently. What do we need to do next, Mr. Graham? Marnia asked. You will need to take her to the principal's office. We need to follow procedure and call in the school counselor because she did hit me and she is reading a book during math class for the second time since I took over the class. 
it's fourth actually. You didn't know just the other two times. Henriette said, while she sat on the floor holding her head in her hands. Thank you for being honest, Henry. Nevertheless, your choice of reading material is not appropriate for any classroom in this school. Not even sex education. So we are going to have to let Vice Principal King make the decision of what to do next. Come on, Henriette. I'll walk with you. Said Marnia. I talk to VP King all the time. It's no big deal. Marnia offered her hand to help Henriette stand up. Henriette shook her head. I can do it myself. She said. She stood up and lightly held Marnia's elbow as they walked to the office. I'm Rachel McDonald. I am Mary Eddy's mother, and she and I began writing this story some time ago. Actually, what happened, Mary was telling me things about Henriette. Henriette, and I started to figure out that Henriette was someone from her imagination. So I'd ask her a few questions, and I started realizing that there was a story here and there was also information that she was trying to share with me that she hadn't been able to share uh, when she was 15. And again, my daughter Mary uh, has autism spectrum disorder, uh, very high functioning, but definitely uh, struggles with communication and improving every day, but we've come a long way. There were times where she actually almost was nonverbal although she and I communicated very well on a psychic level, <laughs> on, a, on that mother-daughter um, level that doesn't need words, uh, it took a lot of work to get uh, spoken word out and then get written word out. Um, so we're, I'm very, very proud of her for coming up with this idea. It was after a trip uh, to a local um, spot in Maplewood. Bruintrup Farm was having a holiday ornament sale, um, a, a, basically a yard sale in the barn, and we love the Bruintrup Farm. It's a really very uh, peaceful place to go. In the midst of the cities you get to just take a step back into farmland, into uh, a quieter, uh, simpler lifetime we were there, we walked in, and I looked at a few items, saw one or two things I liked. By that time, Mary had scanned the whole place and come back up to the first table and picked up this Harlequin doll. That doll became Molly, and the Henriette meets Molly story developed slowly. It just something Mary and I would work on at times. But as it became more of a longer story, more book length, Mary actually asked if it would be published. Personally, I know that getting something published means that you go through a lot of refusals. You get a lot of people who just aren't interested. And you have to be able to pick yourself up and go on from that. I, Mary was recovering from a very... Um, 
destructive experience and I didn't want her to go through another one over something that she loved as much as her Henriette and Molly story. So I looked into the cost of publishing, weighed it against, well, typically developing at this point how much would I be spending on her going to college, even just her dorm room, her car, her clothes, what would I be helping her pay for, and justified the cost quickly. And from there, um, we went into uh, partnership with Lulu Publishing, and Henriette Meets Molly is in the process of being published. First chapter, you're introduced to one of the high triggers for anxiety that Mary herself experienced, and that is math. So this is not common to autism. That's why people very often who know about autism say, once you've met one person with autism, you have met one person with autism. It's the, each individual person has their own genetic code, their own life experiences, and the autism is like a bug in a computer program that moves in and out, deletes things, messes things up, and it presents differently in every human being. So, one of the triggers for Mary is dyscalculia. She really is almost number blind. It Numbers never made sense to her and people kept trying to teach it over and over again using the same words, the same methods, and it wasn't working. So a lot of this comes from real life experience I have had being creative in teaching math principles, value principles, without having to master traditional numbers, counting and memorization of facts and, and filling out thousands of worksheets and things like that. And I have worked with other people with autism with the same method and, the, and have had success. You know, it's, it makes math fun instead of a miserably um, uh, negative experience. So that's the boring part of the book <laughs> that I had a lot to do with. Uh, uh, most of the dialogue comes directly from Mary. I did a lot of the fill-in pieces, um, sort of being the translator between Mary language and what I know to be typical American educated expectations of language. Um, so a lot of the dialogue comes from Mary and a lot of the dramatic points of Really, you've got to think about this world that we're in. People are trying to figure out how to add one plus one, multiply two times three. And at the same time, they're trying to figure out what they're supposed to be looking at, not supposed to be looking at, knowing and not knowing, um, with all the graphic material that's out, whether it's actual pornographic, just rated R, whether it's um, tasteful art or pushing the limits of tasteful art, um, everyday conversation peppered with lots of profanity. Very young people have to deal with all those kinds of communication questions at the same time that they're trying to learn very 
basic educational things. And it's not an easy world that these kids are growing up in. The current book is still in publication with Lulu Publishing. Um, they, it, it's almost ready to go to press, but we don't have an actual production date yet. Um, but uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions and we'll be sure to let everybody know when the book is available. It's based on a true story, on my imagination, on how I've been bullied, abused, misunderstood, and I've been mistreated. But I, but now I got friends, and I got a life, I got a job, and I got someone who treated me with dignity and respect. The QIM podcast is funded by the Minnesota Humanities Center in partnership with Cow Tipping Press and WFNU Frogtown Community Radio. To hear more stories, visit hereiam.org.